You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Debbie Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz. I'm Doris Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is Charlotte Ross. Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth, and you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Talking Pets. Talking Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talking Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us from Haynes Road Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida is... Jeff Conley. Here to answer your medical questions and your behavior questions about your pets at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Mr. Zach Buden, and he'll put you on the air with us. Again, that's 866-606-8255. Our producer in studio is none other than executive producer Mr. Bob Page. Hello there, sir. What's up, Bobby? It's a lovely day in the neighborhood. That it is, that it is. We have a special guest joining us this hour. His name is Jim Kinsler. He is the assistant curator with Aquarium Department at SeaWorld Orlando, Florida. We welcome your calls and questions. We're going to be talking a little bit about SeaWorld, as well as, of course, on the cusp of Shark Week, which ended, but not with us. So we're going to be talking sharks a little bit as well. So stay tuned for that. But once again, I'm John Patch. And Jeff Conley. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. This is Talking Pets. And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. And Jeff Conley. Here to answer your questions about your pets, of course. But I want to welcome onto the program a special guest right now, live from SeaWorld Orlando, from the Aquarium Department at SeaWorld, is Jim Kinsler. He's the assistant curator. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Hi, John. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you on the air. Uh, for a long time, we used to actually produce the show from uh, SeaWorld Orlando from the Dolphin area there. And that, that was always a treat. That's right, that's right, back in the day. Yeah. The Key-105 Studios. Yep, yep. The best part was, was uh, you know, watching those dolphins, though, because those were absolutely amazing. Yeah, we had a pretty incredible view when we, we were did. there. Can't complain whatsoever. <laughs> hey, I want to... Um, I want to ask you about now exactly what a little bit about you first off. Um, you work with mainly? Do you mainly work with the sharks and all in that area? Uh, yeah, currently I'm I'm uh, overseeing the shark building here at SeaWorld, but uh, I'm also directly involved with pretty much every aquarium area in the in the aquarium department. Uh, if you look at it this way, the aquarium department cares for everything that is not a a uh, mammal or a bird. So we do the fish, reptiles, amphibians, you name it. If you happen to hear some laughing in the background, you mentioned bird. That's my parrot. <laughs> ah, very nice. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, being at SeaWorld with the birds around, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. They have a habit of just going at it when they feel like it. That's right. Now, you actually, um, you have a degree, I believe, in what, aquatic biology from Ohio University? Yes, I do. 
Yes, I do. How long have you been working at SeaWorld now? I've been at SeaWorld for over 19 years. Wow. You know, I, I had heard, I, you know, when we used to produce the show from there, um, there was a lot of people that, that graduated in biology, but there was also a lot of students that, that were working there at SeaWorld that graduated in psychology. That's correct, yes. There's actually quite a few folks who are uh, members of our animal training department, and they deal a lot with uh, animal behavior. And so that type of uh, coursework does help them uh, get positions in the animal training department. You know, i got to ask you, working with, you said you work with aquariums and reptiles, amphibians, and fish and all. I know what it's like. I've got a little tiny fish tank in my office that, you know, is tough for me to deal with. <laughs> I can't imagine like aquarium operations at SeaWorld. That's that's got to take a lot of people to maintain all those aquariums. It absolutely does, and and we have a large team of folks that not only you know are involved with every aspect of the animals' well-being, whether whether that's the nutrition, the uh, the regular feedings, uh, also cleaning the exhibitry. We have a large dive team that help us with the uh, with the large exhibits, such as the shark encounter. Uh, that particular exhibit's like 700,000 gallons, so you can imagine how much work it takes to maintain an aquarium that size. Yeah, I, I, can, only, I can only imagine. That's definitely got to be a lot of work. And, and I would imagine, like, you guys must have a backup to a backup to a backup just in case something goes wrong. Absolutely, and, you know, we have, much like the folks down here in Florida, you know, during hurricane season have those generators ready to go. Uh, likewise, uh, all of our major buildings here in the park have backup generators that uh, run our aquariums in case of an emergency. Now, how do you guys deal with, like, a lot of the animals with the heat? Because, I mean, during the summer months in, in the Florida market, it's excruciating. Well, and, and fortunately, uh, most of our aquariums are inside. Uh, they are climate-controlled. They, they are part of a uh, cooling system that is park-wide. And so we're able to maintain our aquariums at the appropriate temperatures all year long. Now I got to ask you. I understand uh, that you just had with with the shark, with the white tip reef shark. Actually, is it true you guys at Discovery Cove just did a cesarean? That's correct. It's uh, a really, really amazing story because um, that is certainly not, you know, not a common occurrence. And uh, we have some of the best veterinarians in the business, and they determined that there was a potential issue with the pregnancy. And so uh, it, it seemed necessary to go ahead and move forward with a cesarean. And I can tell you at this point, uh, all four pups and, and the mother are doing quite well. Isn't it common, though, for a shark to have two pups? Is four kind of unusual? Not necessarily. It really depends on the species. But um, depending, on, depending on the species, they can have any number of, of shark pups. But uh, in the past, with white tips, we have seen two, but we've seen you know between two and four, uh, typically. What do they usually weigh at birth, these little guys? Uh, it's just a few pounds. So um, I think these, uh, this group of four were more or less full term, and uh, they were typical uh, health, you know, healthy birth size. So they're uh, they're doing real well. What and you know what the weight on those guys? You know, you talked a couple of pounds, but what about the length of them? Are they, are they big? Are they small? Yeah, these guys are are right around uh, close to two feet, just under two feet That's when they're big. born. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's not that's not exactly tiny. You know, I, it's been estimated that you know I've I read that seventy to a hundred million sharks are killed every year, most because of their fins, which are used to make like shark and shark fin soup, which is a delicacy in Asia. Um, but I understand that after they take the fins off these sharks, they've been found to actually be dumping them back into the wild, and you know they're not going to survive, of course, that way. So the research and everything that you guys do there uh, is detrimental to the shark population too, which is decimating in, in the natural environment, right? Well, there's the uh, overfishing that you're talking about for the, the shark fins as well as the bycatch issue uh, that we see out, out in the oceans. And, and by bycatch, I'm, of course, referring to sharks that are inadvertently tangled up in nets that are meant for other uh, ocean species like shrimp or if they get caught in gill nets for other species of fish. So you, you hit it right on the head as far as those numbers go and, and the reasons for it. Yeah, I've actually seen, you know, Discovery Channel and Animal Planet and stuff like that now. I mean, there's so many different outlets for animal aspects, and I've actually watched some of the videos of what they did with these sharks illegally, you know, hunting them and cutting their fins off and stuff, and it's just appalling to actually see them dumping them back in the ocean. So you you, you think you want these animals to be safe in their own environment, but these days they're not. None are. Lions, tigers, you know, no matter what it is. That's absolutely right. And, and you know, when you speak on those those apex predators like lions, tigers, the sharks, uh, it, it really is catastrophic to the environment when you eliminate those animals. Uh, they, they serve a very important role in the environment by maintaining the health and integrity of other animal species. So removing those, those apex predators can really uh, cause disaster in our oceans. As the song says in The Lion King, the circle of life, there's a lot of meaning to that. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know there there's significant you know science and data to back that up. We we can't afford to lose them. Well, we're speaking with uh, Jim Kinsler. He's the assistant curator with the aquarium department at SeaWorld Orlando. If you have a question about sharks or aquariums and all, Jim would be the guy to answer. If you have a question or a comment, eight six 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 zero six eighty two fifty five. 866-606-TALK. Don't forget, it's $50 weekday tickets going on now at SeaWorld from August 1st through December 20th. $50 for a single-day admission, Monday through Friday. So you can check that out. You can visit them at SeaWorldOrlando.com for more information. Or, of course, the same as with Bush Gardens, Tampa.com. You can check them out as well. I'm John Patch. I'm Jeff Conley. And this is Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Join the dog ring revolution. If you love your dog and want to take them everywhere you go, now you can with Dog Ring. Dog Ring is a hands-free way to include your dog in more activities and give you the freedom to take your dog almost anywhere. It's a safe and easy way to secure your dog. It clips around trees, posts, and poles in seconds. It's lightweight, portable, and strong. It has a free-sliding leash which allows your dog to run around without getting tangled up. Perfect for parks, picnics, barbecues, camping, lounging outside, and furry fun adventures everywhere. Now you can be part of the Dog Ring Revolution. Visit thedogring.com and sign up for our Kickstarter campaign. Registration is now open. Go to thedogring.com. That's thedogring.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Werber from Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff here on Pet Life Radio. We want to hear from you. Listen in. We're on every Thursday, 1 o'clock Pacific Time, 4 o'clock Eastern Time here on PetLifeRadio.com. We are one of the only live shows on Pet Life Radio, and I'm here to answer your questions. So you can call in at 877-385-8882, or you can drop me an email to drjeff at PetLifeRadio.com, and hopefully we'll see you here on Thursdays. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Jeff Conley. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. Right now we're speaking with Jim Kinsler. He's the assistant curator at the aquarium department at SeaWorld Orlando. And like I said, if you'd like to get some information about SeaWorld or you'd like to visit the park, it's SeaWorld, uh, SeaWorldOrlando.com. But I understand, uh, Jim, there's actually a um, another website which is called SeaWorld.org. And that pertains a lot to... SeaWorld does a lot for animal rescue out there, correct? That's correct. Uh, SeaWorld is is involved with rescue with uh, several different um, animals. We we have a very large uh, manatee rescue program, uh, and that's run by our animal care folks. Uh, the aquarium department is heavily involved with sea turtle rescue. Our aviculture department is rescuing birds pretty much uh, all year round, and um, our animal care folks also uh, rescue cetaceans from time to time. Well, there's definitely a lot to do when you go to the SeaWorld parks. I mean, you've got a lot of different rides. I mean, you've got Manta, Kraken, Journey to Atlantis. Now you've got Wild Arctic. You've got a lot of shows, too, like One Ocean and Blue Horizons, Clyde and Seymour Take Pirate Ireland. You've got Pets Ahoy, which are a lot of, you know, these pets are actually taken from shelters, and, you know, uh, they perform there at SeaWorld, and they have a home, and they're very well taken care of. Um, so there's a lot to, to visit. But in your department, being around fish and all, you have which I've visited several times, which is the Dolphin nur- Nursery. And then you also have Shark Encounter. Can you tell us a little bit about that? About uh, Shark Encounter? Yeah. Well, Shark Encounter is uh, divided up into a couple of different exhibits. It's really uh, a neat experience because when you first arrive to the building, we have some pools right out in front of, of the main building, and that gives our guests an opportunity to actually feed the sharks, which is something kind of unique. And so once you've uh, enjoyed feeding a couple of the, the smaller sharks out front, then the folks go inside the building, and they get to see uh, several different exhibits uh, with anything from, like, barracuda, lionfish, uh, all the way up to our large uh, large sharks that are in the main exhibit. It's amazing, actually, the education that you guys do put out there, um, not only for adults but kids as well, of course. And it, it really is amazing. But for the average Joe that maybe wants to come down to Florida or any beach around the country that's listening right now. I mean, one of the biggest things, I mean, ever since Steven Spielberg brought out that movie Jaws, everybody's been afraid to go into the oceans. You know, I still hear that music, dum-dum, dum-dum, you know, every time I'm going to wait out below my chest. Right. <laughs> or above my chest, I should say. But what do, you, what do you consider, you working with sharks, 
What do you consider to be the most dangerous shark in the oceans? Well, I, I think you can certainly look at statistics. Um, for myself personally, I, I don't find sharks particularly dangerous in that aspect. I mean, they, they deserve to be respected. You have to be aware of where you are, especially when you're in their environment. Certainly, when you when you look at overall attacks worldwide, you know the the great white, the tiger, the bull shark, they're all up there. But in almost every case, or most cases, you know these are these are situations where it's mistaken identity, and they're mistaking folks for uh, for a prey item. Or, you know, the other aspect is they're investigating, and the only way a shark can investigate, if you you know you know they don't have hands, so they can't just touch something. Right. Uh, the only way they can do it is to is to mouth something, and unfortunately, a shark bite, regardless of the size, can can hurt and do a little damage. Yeah, i got to ask you, I don't know if this is myth, and maybe you can put some truth to it, but I had always heard that when you're out in the oceans and you're swimming, if you an underwater watch or bracelet or necklace on that has a little glare to it or shine underneath the water, that that's an attraction to sharks. True or false? Well, I, I certainly don't know of any evidence that, that supports that. There's been all kinds of studies done based on color, based on the reflectivity of objects, like you're stating. There's been all kinds of studies, and I don't know that they've actually found that there's any particular thing that really attracts sharks. Now, I'll tell you, in my dive experience, shiny objects might attract a barracuda or two, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I've never really heard anything conclusive on, on shiny objects. You know, I've you know I've also heard that you know when sharks like you mentioned the great white that they travel. I thought that I had heard anyway that they were solitary, but now they're finding that you know some attacks that have happened and so on and so forth that there's been more than one great white. There's been two. Do they normally travel like in packs, or they don't normally travel on their own? Well, it really depends on on the species. It depends on the on the uh, time of the year. Uh, certainly we have, even here, you know, off the coast of Florida, we have shark migrations. And we're talking about, we're not talking about great whites, to be certain. Uh, we're talking about black tips and some of the more, I would say, medium-sized species that move up and down the coast. But they have found congregations of great whites. They see congregations of hammerheads out in out further in the uh, in the ocean. And, um, you know, it's not unusual for, for sharks to congregate. What's the what's the largest great white that you've heard of? Gosh, that's a good question. I've certainly seen you know looked in books like everyone else has, but um, I think as far as uh, what's been around um, off the coast of California, some of my colleagues have seen is like right around sixteen to eighteen feet. Wow, that's pretty frightening, actually. Yes, <laughs> I don't think I <laughs> that does. I'll stay in my swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's chances of well, I don't know if you've seen Sharknado. <laughs> oh yeah, have, have you seen it? No, I've I've heard all about it, and I saw a couple of clips. It's become this like huge like movie out there. It's like it, it, millions have seen it. Everyone's talking about it. They're already talking about Sharknado too. So oh my! It, it, kind of a I I did watch it. It's a it's a strange movie, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, it's campy, I guess, and that's what kind of sold it. You know, with sharks, I mean, the times that I've been been at SeaWorld Orlando and going through, like, the shark encounter and that tube that you go through and you see the sharks swimming around you and all, do they sleep or are they always moving? Well, it, it, again, it's uh, species dependent. Uh, the sharks that you're seeing in the shark encounter, most of those species stay in motion. 
and they they ram ventilate to to respire. That's they pass ox or water over their gills to extract oxygen. Uh, but sharks don't sleep the way you and I do. They go into more of a what they call a rest period. So physiologically, it's not quite the same thing as as sleep as it pertains to humans or other mammals. Do they have memories? Because, I mean, a lot of people will say, for instance, a dog, I mean, it'll do something through repetition and all, and the same with a cat, their memories aren't as much. Birds, of course, they say have great memories and very intelligent. But what about sharks? Are they smart? Do they remember things? To some extent, yes. Uh, certainly the sharks that we have at uh, here at SeaWorld, uh, they do come to station for feeding, so they have a particular spot that they go to. Uh, there's also target recognition with sharks. Uh, I, I certainly do believe that they, they have uh, memory to some extent. Jim, stay with us a little bit longer. We've got to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to continue on a couple more questions. If you guys have a question out there for Jim Kinsler, he is the assistant uh, curator at the Aquarium Department, SeaWorld Orlando. Give us a call, 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. Jeff Conley. You're listening to Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. It's the Daily Doorbusters from PetFlow, the leader in pet food and supplies. Opportunity knocks every day with hundreds of products offered at huge, huge discounts. Up to 80% for your furry best friends and delivered right to your door. Go to PetFlow.com slash best bets. These deals last for one day only, so act fast. 150 brands to choose from. Pet food, treats, toys, and more items that you can shake a tail at. And get free shipping and orders of $39 or more. A new deal every day. Get your Pause on today's PetFlow Daily Doorbusters deal. Go to PetFlow.com slash best bets now. Your dog digs a hole under your fence. And the next thing you know, protect your pets with Dig Defense, the amazing new product that keeps your pets in the yard. Dig Defense is safe, fast, and easy. Each unit is made from 4-gauge galvanized American steel and can be used for repairing digouts, filling gaps, or to hold fences down so pets can't get under them. Dig Defense provides peace of mind that your pets are contained humanely and safely. Visit digdefense.com today. D-I-G-D-E-F-E-N-C-E.com. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, live from the ranch, here's your host, John Patch. In Orange Beach, Alabama, purple flags are flying on beaches along the uh, state coast to warn of a large number of stingray sightings. 
So far, more than 20 people have complained about coming into contact with them. Jeff Conley? In Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Asian elephant herd at the Albuquerque Biopark will be expanding zookeepers to blood tests indicate that Rosie the elephant's calf will likely be a girl. In San Clemente, California, it's bird versus bird at a local beach. Gold droppings have been following the uh, water at Posh Beach. Bacteria warnings have been posted almost daily this summer. To scare them off, officials hired falconers Adam Chavez and Sammy Holloway, who brought seven birds of prey to the area, spooking hundreds of gulls. I think that'll do it. Exactly. And new... Smyrna Beach, Florida, wind currents are pushing large numbers of jellyfish into the beaches along the Belize County coastline. More than 200 people were treated for stingrays. In Grand Isle, Louisiana, a building to house oyster hatchery operations is under construction. John Supan, hatchery director and research professor with Louisiana State Grant, said the $3 million hatchery building will be a vast improvement over the operations of hatchery during the past 20 years. In Georgetown, Delaware, the Department of Natural Resources and Environmental Control is proposing a change to allow coyote hunting from November through February. Coyotes and red fox could be trapped from December 10th to March 10th under proposals introduced this month for public comment. In Lincoln, Nebraska, homeowners should keep their pets in mind when they plan landscaping projects. Kim Todd, University of Nebraska Associate Professor, uh, in agronomy, uh, actually said homeowners can create hazards for pets with landscaping. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. And Jeff Conley. We welcome your calls and questions at 866-606-8255. Right now, we're speaking with Jim Kinsler. He's the uh, assistant curator with the Aquarian Department, SeaWorld Orlando. Don't forget, you can visit our website at TalkinPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. You can watch us live on the webcam right now. And also, you can join us on Facebook and Twitter. Where are we at real quick, Bobby? 10,400-something on Twitter and total 7,000 between the fan and friend page. Let's double it. Check it out. Facebook and Twitter at TalkinPets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. 866-606-TALK. And you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Jeff Conley. From Haynes Road Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. And right now we're speaking with Jim Kinsler. He is the assistant curator with the Aquarium Department at SeaWorld Orlando. Don't forget, for more information, you want to go to their website, SeaWorldOrlando.com. they got a huge special going on from Monday through Friday. You can visit the parks for 50 bucks. 
So check it out. You can check it out on their website, SeaWorldOrlando.com. If you want to see what SeaWorld is doing in uh, animal rescue and all, you can visit their website at SeaWorld.org. So we highly recommend that as well. And there's a lot that SeaWorld does in education, so you can check that out on their websites too. You know, i got to ask you, Jim, I mean, in terms of like, you know, I mentioned temperatures like in the Florida area where SeaWorld Orlando is located, um, and you said a lot of the aquariums are on the inside, but in your experience, the 19 years you've been at SeaWorld and your education in biology and working with sharks and all types of fish, what about global warming and the climate change? Is that severely affecting our oceans to the point severely affecting a lot of the species out there? Well, I certainly think that it would have the potential. I I, I'm certainly, I'm one of those people that I'm still learning about it, you know, and I I read a little bit about it, and there's a lot of research going on regarding uh, global warming, and I think it's going to affect everything, uh, whether it's the oceans, whether it's, you know, the animals on land, it's whether it's us, I, I think everything has the potential to be affected by it. You know, it's it's weird. Actually, um, I, I did a story a couple of weeks ago here on the show about uh, there was a study out there that they did by the year 2100. Um, they're saying because of global warming and the climate change and the oceans rising that literally Miami, Fort Lauderdale, New York, and parts of North Carolina, I believe, will be gone and hmm. underwater. And it was pretty interesting to see that study and read up on it a little bit, you know, and what they're estimating out there. But it is pretty frightening when you look at it, what the future is going to bring, you know, if we don't make a change and do something about it. You know, I forgot also, too, um, our friend Crystal, uh, Crystal Orr over at SeaWorld Island. I love her to death. She's awesome. Yeah, just uh, known her for many, many years, and she's, like, spectacular. Uh, She allowed us to give away two tickets to SeaWorld, so we're going to give them away right now. So... What we'll do is if you call into Zach Budin, our producer at the network at Business Talk Radio at 866-606-8255, what we're going to do for two people, compliments from SeaWorld Orlando, you can actually go to SeaWorld um, on SeaWorld. And um, so uh, we're going to send out two tickets, and we'll do the number, uh, the seventh call right now to call in to Zach Budin, and we'll mail you those tickets. So the number seven call at 866-606-8255. That's 866-606-TALK. Uh, call right now, number 7 call, and you're going to get tickets to SeaWorld for two people. 866-606-8255. So if you're coming down to uh, Florida and you're going to Orlando and you want to visit SeaWorld, uh, you got two tickets. 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. Do you think, Jim, like people that are out swimming on the beaches and all, is do you think some people may, like if they see a shark... You know, maybe around the beach area, the shore area. Do you think a lot of people provoke these guys? Well, I, I certainly think you need to be aware. Uh, now, when when you say provoke, that maybe could take on some different meanings because if you're if you're at the beach and you see some folks maybe nearby fishing and they're throwing bait in the water, that certainly is going to get the shark's attention. And that's why I always tell people, you know, as far as Going to the beach, it, it certainly is a safe activity. All you need to do is be aware. Be aware of that type, you know, are, are there fishermen nearby? What's the conditions of the water? Is it is it a little bit murky? It's just things like that that you need to be aware of, you know, when you're out at the beach. So that's good tips to actually prevent an attack by keeping an eye on what you just said. That's right. So, and clothing, of course, having clothing on or having clothing off, that doesn't matter, right? Well, you know, it, it, it's one of those things, certainly if you're wearing like a 7 mil wetsuit, that is, 
<laughs> that's that's going to make uh, less of an injury. But, um, you know, again, I think it's really all about awareness. It's about understanding the environment, kind of keeping an eye on what's happening around you. The, the sharks are out there. What, what a lot of people don't realize is that the sharks are at the beaches. Now, they may be, you know, 100 yards off or what have you, but, you know, I'm primarily talking about the small sharks like bonnet heads, maybe some uh, black tips or black nose, and you never know they're there, but they are. And, and that just goes to show that it really isn't as big of an issue as people make it out to be. You know, they've always said in the medical world that sharks don't get cancer. Is that true? Uh, no, not at all. Um, certainly there's some evidence to show that, that they might be less susceptible to it. Uh, but I, we've heard of several cases where sharks have had some sort of uh, uh, type of cancer. Because I know a lot of people, what, like shark cartilage or whatever, they, there's pills out there that people take, yeah, yeah, supplements to say, okay, that prevents cancer. I don't know if that's so true or not yeah to be honest with you i i really don't know a whole lot about that i know what you know that people believe as such but i myself have not seen a whole lot of evidence to prove that 866-606-TALK is the number 866-606-8255 again you can give us a call if you've got a question or a comment and like i said we're giving away two tickets to SeaWorld. so if you want those tickets call 866-606-8255 and we have a winner so um We'll announce who that is in just a second. But I've got to ask you before we say goodbye, Jim, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated, actually, to um, come up to um, the new, is it the Antarctica? Yes. And that's what the penguins and all, right? I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yes, it's a, it's a new state-of-the-art facility. Uh, it has a ride component and a brand-new exhibit for all of our penguins, and it, it's phenomenal. I've been through it a couple of times now, and the uh, friends and family that I've had down, they've, they've enjoyed it as well. And it's a really, really neat feature that we put in this year. Is it, is it like a, a, how many minutes is it? Is it a long ride? No, it's not too long. It's not too long. It's a few minutes, and, uh, you know, it's kind of a neat little experience. And then, uh, of course, the big, uh, the big payoff is when you get in and you get uh, right up close to all the penguins. And it's chilly. Yeah. Yes, it is chilly. <laughs> Do you need to pack your winter coat? <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. But, uh, yeah, you will feel a temperature change. There's no doubt about it. We've got to keep the, uh, keep the birds happy. Heard well, nothing but great things about it. It is. It's, it really is fantastic. It's something to experience. The amazing part, too, is when it's so hot outside, it's a nice way to cool down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll ride that again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually. I haven't been on it yet, but uh, I did tell Crystal that I'm definitely going to come up, and I want to check it out. Absolutely. We'd like to have everybody down. Well, I know we got a winner, and Bobby, I don't know if I, I didn't quite hear it, but I think it was John in St. Petersburg? I believe it was out of St. Pete, yep. Uh, John and Sage. Uh, John and Sage. Um, so I'm not sure where Sage is. So, well, John, congratulations. You're getting those t- tickets to uh, SeaWorld Orlando, so enjoy it. You can go check out the all-new Antarctica, Empire of the Penguin. Jim, I want to thank you so much. It was a great pleasure and a great education talking with you. And, I, you know, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I miss you guys up there and, uh, and look forward to, to talking with you more often. Well, thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. Give our love to Crystal, and um, uh, we'll talk to you guys very soon. All right. Thanks again. Take care, Jim. You too. That's Jim Kinsler, assistant curator with the aquarium department at SeaWorld Orlando. And again, um, you can check them out at SeaWorldOrlando.com. And if you want to find out more about their animal rescue, you can go to SeaWorld.org. So please check that out. some really good times up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just amazing.
And you know, I just remember, I just so those are fond memories that I'll always remember. The uh, Dolphins. It's one of the things where, as a day guest at SeaWorld Orlando, you interact with the Dolphins, you see them, but they also interact completely once the tourists go home. And we had the opportunity to be in the park several times after park hours, and it was pretty incredible, pretty amazing experience. Yeah, it was. I mean, we still, you know, you're always watched. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have free reign. No. We weren't no. running the park wild. We didn't, like, strip our clothes off and jump in with the dolphins or anything like that. No. But, no. you know, you're not allowed to do that, of course. And, you know, and that's not the right thing to do, of course. But I did hear that with the dolphins that when they're swimming around like that and everything, that it's a lot of foreplay. Yeah. So, they, they you know, you get you, a little bit uh, amorous. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a sexual content, uh, you know, contact yeah. rather than just play. play. So much cool stuff there at SeaWorld. And they also have Discovery Cove and Aquatica, a water park. They've really done really good things in Orlando. It's a definite other option besides one of the other theme parks. Well, if you've got a medical question or a behavior question, we're open to those right now at 866-606-8255 about your pets. But that was, of course, our buddy there, Jim Kinsler, assistant curator with the aquarium department at SeaWorld Orlando. And again, you can visit their uh, website at SeaWorldOrlando.com. And, of course, you can find out more information about their animal rescue and all at SeaWorld.org. So check it out. 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. Jeff Conley. Talking Pets. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Petco, where the pets go. Petco, where the pets go. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. Hi, I'm John Carlin, creator and host of FinCasters. I have two passions in life. One of them is broadcasting. The other one is aquariums. FinCasters is where they meet. My goal is to create a place where you can go for consistently awesome aquarium videos. In less than a year, we've done FinCasts on everything from lionfish and sea urchin research in the Florida Keys to the keeping of discus and an examination of rare species like the freshwater garapanda. We even did a tank tour in a $16 million home. So welcome to FinCasters. Watch FinCasters on Pet Life Radio's Chomp Animal TV Network. C-H-O-M-M-M-P dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio dot com. pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. So wake me up when he's all over When I'm wiser and I'm older All this time I was finding myself in And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Jeff Conley. 866-606-TALK. 
That's 866-606-8255. Okay, I got it straight now. It's John and Sage in St. Petersburg, Florida, won the two tickets to SeaWorld Orlando. So congratulations. And they just have the short drive up. Lucky for them. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That's good. So thanks for listening to us there. Uh, 866-606-TALK. We're watching this, too, because we're also on Facebook and Twitter. So Facebook, Twitter. You never know. You could also win things on Facebook and Twitter, right? Yeah, and there's actually, for you pinners out there, there's a Pinterest page. You know what's kind of cool? Because you're more up on this podcasting stuff, and which is booming and huge. Yeah, huge, yeah. Um, so... Can we do, like, a giveaway on Twitter right now? Can you, like, if I say, okay, let's tweet? Through social media? Yeah, so if you want to tweet, like, a bottle of Earth-Friendly Natural Pet Stain and Odor Remover, can we do that? Uh, like, the first one to tweet back will get a bottle? Um, can you do that? I will come up with a way in the break. Okay. You're the tech guy. You figure that out. Speaking of tech, actually, did you guys see this about Tesla's Musk calls for travel by tube? It's a conceptual design rendering of the Hyperloop passenger transport capsule. Yep, saw it. You I didn't, didn't see that. You didn't see no. that yet? Already been talked about. It's amazing. Already said it won't work. You don't think so? Nah, some other scientists immediately came out and said it would get way too hot. It would be on fire. The materials aren't available right now to sustain the type of friction and heat and blah, blah, blah. And so it's arguing scientists, which is always entertaining. Well, billionaire entrepreneur Nerd. Elon Musk <laughs> unveiled a transportation concept that he said would whisk passengers uh, the nearly 400 miles from Los Angeles to San Francisco in 30 minutes. How amazing would that be, though? That would be phenomenal. Yeah. I, although I have to admit, they show like you know a little picture. I don't know if everybody's seen this out there in the news and everything yet, but there's like passengers sitting in this tube, and it's kind of like when you go to the bank and you put your money in this tube, and then it goes right to the bank, right to the teller. Same concept. And um, this guy actually is the one who did SpaceX, you know, sending people to space, and that worked. So, yeah. I mean, and he's going to have space travel and stuff like that. And now he's got this tube thing. I don't. Did you also see the story about where there's a, a company? I think it's. I, I'm not 100% sure where, but they want to send people to Mars to colonize, colonize. Or colonize yeah. Mars. Well, I knew but that But they was never happening. get to come back. But the thing is, though, they too. They only have the ability to send them there. Well, there was, I heard there was bids on, on the moon for hotels. I mean, to put hotels on the moon, you know, so people can live on the moon. So if you had the opportunity to, to the go to Mars, but you know you would never come back, and they're going to send more people, so you wouldn't be alone, would you go? Probably. Yeah, but... <laughs> Maybe it's a process of elimination. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you had the chance, if they said to you, Jeff Conley, you've been picked, you know, to work with animals at, at in Mar, you know, on the planet of Mars. It's new colony. You know, you've got, you know, everything's in tubes or whatever. You're living, on, you're living under the dome, like that number one show on TV right now, yeah. the Under the Dome, which is a great show by the way. But you're in a dome. But you know, you're going to work with animals for the rest of your life on Mars. You're never going to come back to Earth. Would you go? I would definitely go. I I, th I say we. I mean, you guys like Australia is pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh huh. I say we do it like they did in Australia. Just send all the criminals there, <laughs> and, and let them. You're sort going it to out. Mars. Eventually, eventually, it'll be as cool as Australia. Yeah, but you know what? Then and we'll be criminal free. When climate change happens and Earth, and we destruct Earth, and all of a sudden it fails, and it becomes like like in that movie Elysium with Matt Damon, where Earth is like epitome. Um, then all the, all the criminals on Mars are going to have it made. They're going to have the good life, and then we're going to be like left here killing each other. They're going to get chased around by that rover in the sand. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that looks good, like a good time. 
You know, the, back to that Tesla's Musk thing, the travel tube. It says it's going to travel at it would tra- it would travel at 700 miles per hour. That's like faster than most airplanes. That's sucking wind. Yeah, that is. <laughs> you know, but I, can, I can see though why you might burn up and stuff like that though. Yeah, but then what if you're claustrophobic too? You know, that gonna, uh, would do me in right there. Freak out in the little tube. Yeah, no, I, I don't know if I can handle that. No. I mean, for like even a half hour or an hour. You know what a train accident at 700 miles an hour is going to look like? Well, that's the other thing, yeah. too. you got to wonder, if they build something like this, I mean, people are freaking about freaking out about Canada to the United States putting those oil tubes in, you know, to transport right, yeah, oil. Sure. I mean, you got to put, you got to build these across the country? How many animals are going to be misplaced and birds uh. and wildlife and stuff like that and land just by putting this? And is it, I would imagine it's above ground, or what they're thinking, but how far above ground? I mean, there's a lot to it. I mean, it's not something that's going to happen tomorrow, yeah, that's no. for sure. But I don't know. I love some tech speculation. I do like tech stuff. It's just you really got to look at the big picture, and I think in life you got to look at the big picture all the time. Yeah, you know, go see that movie Paranoia. Talking about phones, Paranoia with with, um, Gary Oldman and um, Harrison Ford and Liam Hemsworth. It's all about the phone company and smartphones. Hmm. I know you can track your wife right now, Amanda, on your phone. I absolutely can. I know where she's at. It's amazing what you can do with your phones, and it's only going to get more advanced. So, yep, you're no longer sitting on that throne all by yourself, having your cat stare at you. Wait. Now your cell phone is. You know when I sit on the throne? Yep. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 866-606-TALK is the number, 866-606-8255. But, of course, uh, uh, we were talking with Jim Kinsler from uh, SeaWorld Orlando. And a great guy, great interview, and uh, some great information about sharks and all. So if you get a chance, check out SeaWorld Orlando, and you can go to SeaWorldOrlando.com, which is their website. And if you want to find out more about the animal rescues, you can go to SeaWorld.org. So check that out. But we'd like to have you go to TalkingPets.com. There's a lot of information. There's news and there's press releases that we put on the website. So uh, and ones that the average Joe may not necessarily see, but we post them there on the site under the news section. So you can find out more information there. So check it out, TalkingPets.com, T-A-L-K-I-N-Pets.com, TalkingPets.com. And, of course, join us on Facebook and Twitter. Jeff Conley as the rookie onto the show now. Yes. What, was the first hour, you know, this hour was it? Was it was mostly interview with Sue so it wasn't that bad. But no, it wasn't. You did okay. I did okay, thanks. Yeah. Definitely. Totally Everything you expected and more. Exactly. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> and you've been working with animals for how long now? Um, twenty plus years now. Wow. Yeah. So. You know, when he told me his age, I said, <laughs> "Get out! I hate you." <laughs> how old do you think he is? Twenty-eight. Now, add like 11, 11 years. years to that. 39. I was being polite. What a what a you stupid. set me up for that. What was I going to say? 59. Oh, don't talk about me like I'm not in the room. 866 <laughs> talk Spay and to your pets. Help control that pet population from myself, John Patch, and Jeff Conley. From Haynes Road Animal Hospital out of Tampa Bay, Florida. And of course, no, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> Who are you? Larry. Okay. Bob Page. <laughs> and a special thanks to Zach Buden at Business Talk Radio Network. Thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>